For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Podcast. My name is C.T. McManus, and for the next two hours, it is my job to get my mind off the craziness of the world out there. See what I did there? Yeah, it's my job to get your mind off the craziness of the world out there, but those who follow me personally know that this past week has been an insane week for me, guys. I want to thank each and every member of the Rock and Roll Union, uh, family, friends, for reaching out to me this past week. If you haven't heard, the lovely day went down with COVID this past week. She's been in the hospital since Monday. Uh, She wasn't feeling good the week previous. So uh, you guys heard me mention that a little bit last week. Turned out that she was dealing with COVID and uh, she's been in the hospital ever since. This show tonight, I want to dedicate to the lovely day to my wife, my best friend, She's doing better. She's on the mend. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that she comes home tomorrow, maybe Monday. But, uh, guys, if you're out there, you're dealing with the COVID situation, my heart goes out to you because now I know firsthand exactly what that's all about. So, uh, guys, just if you don't know the full thing, I'm not trying to get into full politics here, but if you don't know everything about COVID, just – don't say anything. 
because sometimes people have the best of intentions. They got their politics on their sleeve, and they just want to reach out and feel like they know everything when they're not even dealing it with it personally. Personally, I don't know the whole ins and outs. I don't know everything. I just know that my wife is dealing with it, and I've been praying all week, and you guys have been on my side. You've been such a blessing. Dealing with the Rock and Roll Union this past week has been my saving grace, so I want to thank each and every member of you guys out there. We have an exciting show for you this evening, guys. We are being joined by, I'm really, really amped to talk to this guy, Bill McClintock. If you guys are unaware of Bill McClintock's mashups, man, he is amazing. He's a genius at what he does. He takes two different songs, sometimes three, sometimes four. He adds different songs, and he makes it into something so uniquely different than the original song. But it works perfectly. We're going to play a couple of tracks for you uh, coming up just shortly. Uh, also wanted to say a big shout out to our our sponsors and our partners. First off with Rosenfeld Dental Associates located at 1095 Inman Avenue in Edison, New Jersey. Five minutes from Metro Parks. You can find them at www.njsmile.com. Come rock your smile with a rock doc. David Rosenfeld nominated one of New Jersey's top dentists for 2020. Discounts apply for rock and roll union members. Tell them that CT sent in. Second one. I just got the shipment today, and boy, man, I got to say, just seeing that box on my step made me smile so big. Phoenix Custom Printing, the premier printing for all your rock and roll needs, guys. They are the premier printer of and the exclusive printer of the Rock and Roll Union. They have your T-shirts, your any kind of merch that you could think of. They're there to help you out, guys. Make sure you check them out. The phone number is 410 410- 206-2081. Once again, that number is 410-206-2081. Or you can send him an email at phoenixcustominc at gmail.com. He also is, the same gentleman is the owner of, she's uh, my just, Shepherd Rock Photography. Sorry, guys, my mom went blank there for a second. Shepherd Rock Photography. If you need any kind of band photos done, you need anything in that realm, he even does family photos, reach out to him. Same gentleman, but Phoenix Custom Printing, guys, if you're looking to get T-shirts done for any reason, whether it be your rock merch needs or family gatherings or whatever the case might be, make sure you reach out to him. Once again, that number is 410-206-2081. And the last partner that we have that I'm very, very excited because I know what's up in store for us. Brett Hunk Customs, guys, the home of pick sticks and laminates. He's also doing event posters now. He's also stepping up his game in many different areas, man. You want to reach out to him. He has exclusive discounts for Rock and Roll Union members. He's right now your your artwork is free. You're only paying for the supplies of the picks. Guys, we have Rock and Roll Union custom picks. We uh, struck up a partnership with Brett Hunk Customs. Every Rock and Roll Union event that is coming up, you will have your exclusive pick to that event minus the event that's coming up next week. But you want to reach out to Brett Hunk Customs. That phone number is 410-508-1233. Once again, that number is 410 508 
I spoke about that upcoming event that we have coming up. That is Friday night, guys. That is my first night off quarantine, man. I've tested negative, thank God. But I still had to quarantine, still had to do the responsible thing, stay home, make sure I'm not spreading that stuff to nobody else. First night off quarantine, Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions proudly present Roxy Blue at Bure in Atlantic City, man. I am so amped for this show. You guys not only get Roxy Blue, the one of the best groups around, you get Tonal Crush. You're also getting the Goons, and you're getting my boys in Zenora, man. Zenora, if you have not seen them yet, that is the new torch of rock and roll. Those guys are barely 21 years old, and they put on a show that you are not going to want to miss, man. So, um, Getting to a couple other things, uh, like I said, I'm going to play a track from Bill McClintock so you get a little idea of who he is, what he does, and uh, this is the new one, man. He mashed up Iron Maiden and The Doors, two of my favorite groups, man, and this really, really came out well. I think you're going to get a kick out of it. This is Iron Doors, Two Minutes to L.A. Wait a little 
Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. It is my extreme pleasure and with great happiness, I bring to you guys Bill McClintock. Bill, you with us? Yes, I am. Hey, man. So 
I, I got to say right off the bat that you're probably, you know, I view you as one of my favorite rock stars right now. Uh, <laughs> some of the things that you do just completely blow my mind. I've been doing this uh, while going based off of what YouTube has as your first video in 2017. You and I have been running about the same amount of time doing what we're doing. Uh, how did you get into mashups, man? How did you, and did you do it longer than when you first posted on YouTube? Well, the first one that I did, um, like you said, 2017, that was, uh, yeah, I mean, well, basically I, you know, I'm, I'm a musician, I'm a guitar player, been playing guitar for a long time. Um, you know, kind of grew bored with that. Didn't really, you know, I wasn't in a band, never really wanted to be in a band. Um, and still wanted to do something with music. And, you know, I had seen and heard a lot of mashups that people had done on, on YouTube, especially, and was inspired by some of those and just kind of thought, well, you know, I, I, I understand the basic concept of what they're doing, you know, finding instrumental tracks of songs and finding isolated vocal tracks of other songs and basically putting them together and, you know, having a, a background in music, I had a sense of some things that would work and would fit together and, and uh, just started doing, I, you know, I did one, the very first one I did, which is no longer on YouTube. It was taken down for, uh, for copyright. I had a copyright strike. It was uh, Motley Crue and Steely Dan, you know, oh, wow. and it was, uh, you know, it was an, an unlikely combo. You know, it was the looks to kill uh, by Motley Crue. It was that instrumental and do it again, that vocal from Steely Dan. And, you know, they're the, the two songs, although you wouldn't think it, they're they're musically compatible. They're in the same key around the same tempo and, you know, and phrasing wise and everything. They just they work well together. And I said, OK, well, I'll try to do this. And, you know, the first one, that first idea coming up with that combination, it took a long time because I, I had never done it before. So I didn't really. It, it was a lot of trial and error, and I, I might have tried some other things before that, but I kind of found those, and using GarageBand just on my computer, on my Mac, I just had the tracks there and just kind of edited things together until it sounded like a song, and you know, and then made a video to go along with it from I, you know, on iMovie, and I had had that YouTube channel for a while. I just never put anything on it. I had, I had, no, I had nothing to, to, to put on it, but... And I, I started to get up, get into the mashup thing and, and um, completed that first one and put it on and just started making more and more after that. And, you know, eventually it caught on. So that's, that's kind of how it started. You know, you brought up something that I, I – one of the questions that I was actually going to ask you was the copyright and uh, – how many issues have you had dealing with copyright issues or has, has anybody said anything regarding copyright? Yeah. Well, basically the way it goes is um, because of the fact that I run ads and I, or I allow YouTube to run ads on my videos, it will, most of the stuff that I do, most of the videos that I, I put together, the mashups that I make will, or, you know, or they're allowed to stay on YouTube. Uh, but YouTube will never give me any money for it, you know, because it's not the the original works I don't own the rights to. You know, the record companies own the rights to those. So any, you know, ads that are played on my videos, any of the money generated will go to the artists or wow. to the record companies, you know, which is like 
I mean, I knew that going into it. I was like, well, this is not going to, this is really just for fun. You know, this is like a musical outlet for me. And, you know, people are starting to, to get into it and everything. So, you know, I didn't care. I was like, okay, this is, this is just fun and, and everything. And every once in a while, you, a, a video will be blocked because, and it's usually due to the video part of it, not the audio, but the, the video that, you know, it's a, a music video or something that I'll have clips from to go along with it and sometimes they'll be blocked for that and and you can dispute them and and every once in a while you get one that's unblocked and you don't have any more issues uh which you know it from time to time that'll happen but the thing that really sucks is the ones that they give you a copyright strike for it's a it's a takedown it's it's different than it being blocked i have no idea what you know what what accounts for that difference why sometimes they're blocked sometimes they're just taken down and um, so if, if that happens, if they take it down, instead of just blocking it, they give you a copyright strike. And that strike stays on your account for 90 days. Wow. And then within that 90-day period, if you get two more, so you have a total of three, they delete your account, and you're done. Wow. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, And that's happened to a lot of people. Could happen to me. I don't know. Um, you know and I, I've heard of sometimes – People who will get copyright strikes, they just they contact the company, the the record company who who filed the complaint, you know, and and sometimes they have luck with having a strike removed. Which honestly, I mean, with the amount of subscribers I have now, I think it would be worth trying at least. You know, yeah. next time I do get a strike, just try to contact them and be like, look, you know, I'll, I'll I'll take the video down and 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 whatever else, but if, you know, please remove the strike because. I don't want to lose that the, the whole account that I right. spent, you know, years building now, and you know that would just that would suck. <laughs> now, so, have you ever I mean, had have you ever had any of the artists that you've mashed up contact you? Have you contacted any of the uh, or have you contacted any of these artists? I've had. Let me see. I think only one that actually reached out and contacted me, and that was it. Was actually. Um, the what, the Marvin Gaye and Rat one that I did, <laughs> and it was uh, it was Bobby Blotzer from Rat, the drummer. You know he he found me through Facebook, and he just he didn't even have an account. It was his wife's account, and he right. <laughs> and so I'm like, who's who's Michelle Blotzer? Like who's this person contacting me? But it was you know it was him, and he was saying you know, how much he liked it. He thought it was so awesome and everything, and you know that's great. Some of the stuff that you're asking me, like how I how I did it, how I how I got the and, and this kind of thing, but he was, yeah, like he he wanted to, like he gave me his, his number. He's like, give me a call. So I was, you know, I was talking to him for a while. And, and he That's was awesome. Really cool. Yeah, it was See, great, I mean, you know? one of the greatest things about what you do is you bring some of the songs that may not be known, or I mean, forgotten, or not even realized by some of the younger generation. You bring that music back, and you kind of bring it into the forefront again. And exactly. I, I got to applaud you for that because me being the rock guy that I am, I really like any way that we can get a, a foothold into any kind of part of society is great. But I, I got to yeah. ask you because it boggles my mind. Have you had any kind of training or education as far as music? Uh, uh, oh God, what am I thinking of? Yeah. As, yeah, absolutely. As, as far as, as like, <laughs> fully into music have you had any training as far as that or have you had any kind of theory training 
Yes, uh, a lot. Um, I went to college for music, so <laughs> so I did. I I studied it. Like my, you know, my. I don't know what my goal was as I was, you know, 18 years old to you know go to college for music. Uh, now I'm a music teacher. That's what I do for my, you know, for oh, my living. I, I teach elementary music, um, which is great. You know, it's it's a, it's an awesome job. I love I love the kids. You know, it's it's fantastic. But you know, at that time, as an 18 year old. You know, I had played guitar for what four or five years. I had my guitar teacher, who was really my mentor, and, and suggested like, "Hey, you know, you're talented at this. If you want to, it's you know, it's up to you. But if you want, you would be somebody who could do this for a living. If you wanted to go and, and actually go to college, learn all about the music theory, learn about the the music industry, basically the recording part of it, which is what I I went to school for. I went to Duquesne in, in Pittsburgh." Um, you know, and studied music technology and, and studied guitar along with that. And then, you, you know, took all the music theory courses and music history and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I've, it's kind of weird that I, I ended up doing the mashups because I, it's like I was getting training to be able to do it, but just didn't know, you know, like that this is what I was going to do and, and, and kind of be known for and have a lot of people be really into. Because I learned about the technology, the, the you know, how to sequence music using a computer, how, how to, to do, how to take tracks and, and mix them together and that kind of stuff. And I learned how to do all that, but at that time didn't think, okay, I'm going to do mashups someday, you know, it just kind of fell right. into it. And, and, uh, you know, so that's, it was, it's just kind of funny just, just having the training for that very thing, but not realizing it <laughs> at the time. Now, do you play any of the mashups for your students? And if so, what do they think about it? I do, but the thing is that they're all it, – it's elementary, so I have kindergarten through sixth grade. Gotcha. So they they think it's cool that I have a YouTube channel and that I have a lot of subscribers and everything. But as far as appreciating the, the music part of it, they they just don't really get it. Because, I mean, you have to know the songs, you know, and they – Right. And I try as much as I can to expose them to those things. I'll play some rock music for them to listen, you know, just – Especially now, because I haven't had kids in my classroom this entire school year. I've, right. They've been home. They have an option to come to school for a half day for reading and math, but for their specials classes, for, for music, art, gym, whatever, it's all virtual. We do it all on Zoom. And so, I mean, playing music for them and having, having them listen to it and respond, I've kind of taken that opportunity to play just like some rock and roll stuff for them, like some Deep Purple, some Van Halen you know, black sap, like stuff that I really like. And like, I'm just, right. I'm really, cause, I mean, we can't do any instruments. They're not in the classroom. So I have them listen to a lot of stuff. And, and sometimes I'll, I'll have them listen to, to some mashups and, you know, I mean, they think it's cool, but they don't really get it the way somebody who's older, who right. would really know that music already would, would have more of an appreciation for it. So, so, I, I mean, I got to ask just because of uh, you doing what you do for a living. I had no idea previous to this interview that you were a, uh, a elementary music teacher. Uh, your mm-hmm. thoughts as far as the younger generation and the music that they're into, and uh, is there hope as far as rock and roll is concerned in that generation? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I wish I had more of a positive outlook, and you know. <laughs> as far as the direction of music and everything like that, and it's funny because, I mean, you know the kind of stuff that I that I'm into just based on the, the mashups that I put together. 
Right. Most of it is from, you know, uh, well, not at least a lot of it is from before I was even born. You know, I was, I was I'm, I'm 40. I was born in 1980. But, you know, I do a lot of stuff from the 70s. And, uh, you know, some stuff from the 80s, too, and, and everything. I mean, that's the stuff that I like. And that that's... You know, and stuff that my dad would listen to, and and you know, I was exposed to that as a kid, and I ended up really liking it. And um, you know, it just it just seems as the, as the years go on, I just you know, stuff that kids listen to now, I don't get it at all. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> just stuff like the you know trap music and, and that kind of thing, and just like, I'm like what what is the appeal? I, <laughs> I mean, I gotta I admit, I went out and bought my son this past week a book. Uh, it, it, he, he's two, so it was a little kid's book called The History of Rock. And at the end of the book, it's talking about the future of rock. And on the wall, the wall of the kids in the, at the end of the story is like Kings of Leon and uh, Imagine Dragons. And I'm like, what am I teaching my son here? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. And I, you know, I take that, I mean, for my own kids, I I have two kids of my own, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and anytime they're in the car, I have, like, the, you know, Hair Nation or Ozzy's Boneyard on right. Sirius XM, like, all that kind of stuff, play, because, that, I mean, that's what, and I think they should hear it, and I, you know, and I think it's good, and, <laughs> and, you know, I want to expose them to that if I can, you know, of course, my wife's doing the complete opposite, playing, you know, like you say, Imagine Dragons and that, you know, that kind of, all the, the new pop Yeah, God knows how many arguments I've had with my wife on that. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I, wanted to take a brief, uh, I wanted to take a brief pause because we're going to play one of your uh, one of your other tracks, but uh, we're, we're going to do the uh, Van Halen, Stevie Wonder, Chained All Right. Uh, where is, no, Chained Up Tight, sorry. My, my screen's so small, but um, what got you into that? And I also wanted to ask, going before we go into this song, uh, have you ever had to change the tempo or the the way that a song comes across? Have you had to have changed that to make it fit just right? Yeah, there's always. Um, it, sometimes the changes are really slight. Sometimes more so. Um, and typically, at least nine times out of ten, I'll change the tempo of the vocal. I'll try to keep the instrumental as intact as I can and I'll change the tempo, you know, if I have to speed it up or slow it down slightly. And that's something that is really easy to do just in the, the, the uh, software that I use for my Mac. It's just a matter of, of stretching it or shrinking it just to make the, the right. tempo. So, you know, horizontally stretching it or shrinking it just to make the tempo fit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you have to do that pretty much with everything. Sometimes it's, it's very, small sometimes it's a little more and the key yes um normally not by more than a half step for for either the the instrumental or the vocal depending on on what's you know on what the two keys are but it the, the best is when you don't have to change the key because anytime you do that you're going to lose a little quality on either right. the instrumental or the vocal so it's it's nice when you have two that are in exactly the same key you don't have to change anything um and it's, a lot of times I'll change rhythms in the vocal part, so I'll, I'll move some things just to make a groove or to make it fit with whatever what whatever rhythm is happening in the instrumental. I'll change a, a you know part of the vocal here and there, so as, as subtly as I can, just to to make it work. 
Now with the yeah. uh, with with this one in particular, the Van Halen and the Stevie Wonder, I, I I really see as you go through a lot of your mashups that you not only have the rock side, but you also have the Motown, you have the R&B, you have that 70s style that you kick back to a little bit also with the BGs and stuff. How did this one come yeah. into play? And like, when does it dawn on you that, hey, man, we, we, we can make this fit? Well, I think it was that one I, that I mentioned, the Rant and Marvin Gaye. That was the one that I, I first put together where they put me on the map. That was like, you know, it went viral, I guess. You know, it, it had, I mean, it had half a million views within a within a few days, which is way more. I didn't have anything close on my channel. And, you know, people were really into that, and they were calling it soul metal, you know, mixing the, the soul vocals with the, the hard rock or the, the heavy metal from Rat. And uh, I didn't think much of it before I put them together, but then afterwards I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a cool thing, you know. And I tried to do yeah. one of those. I tried to do it, and I, I did a lot with the Temptations using their vocals. You know, I did it with a with a Danzig song or with uh, Black Label Society, um, and you know, just a few more also. But it's it's a it's a great combo having the those. Because, I mean, soul music is just fantastic. I love it, you know. But the, those vocals, and a lot of them are just so powerful. And to have those powerful vocals in a, a rock or a, a metal setting, it just works yeah, so absolutely. well, you know. And, and, and people love it. And, and I, I wanted to do more of those because, I mean, I like it too. It's a, it's a really cool thing. And, and the one that you're about to play, the, um, the Stevie Wonder and, and Van Halen, I almost didn't do that. I was like, I, I wasn't going to do it. And in fact, I, you know, I have my Patreon page where people can go on there and support me. And, and one of the things that I feature are mashups that didn't make the cut, like ones that I thought would work, but then started putting them together and I didn't like them and I didn't finish them. And I would, you know, I have that on my page where people can go on and listen to them. And, and they were listening to the, just the, the first minute or so of what I had started with that, the, Stevie Wonder and Van Halen, and they're like, "Dude, this is awesome! You got to do this! You got to finish it!" And I said, "Well, okay, I will." You know, if, if enough people thought it was was cool, and and you know, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do." It. I mean, there was just there was there were a couple of notes in the in the vocal melody that that didn't work, so I had to change them. You know, and I don't I didn't right. want to do that, especially to Stevie Wonder. I didn't you know, I didn't want to mess up anything, you know, on his end. You know, this is what a brilliant musician he is. And but I'm like, you know what? It's, I, I I have to do it. I have to change the note, or it's it's just going to sound out of tune. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'll just do it, and hopefully people will like it. And you know, then it, it ended up turning out okay. It sounded pretty good. Man, I think it's great. We're going to go ahead and listen to that right now, and then we're going to come back. I I still got a few more things I'd love to talk to you about. But uh, here is Van Wonder. It <laughs> would chained up tight.
All right, so that was Van Wonder with Chained chained Up Tight. Uh, like I said, I'm sorry, my, my screen is so small with the, the playlist. But, Bill, man, I got to say, the one of the newest songs that you came out with that, like, I, I jokingly said it was my uh, – my song into insanehood was the the sweating robins. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love that, dude. That was like perfect. How long did, how long, awesome. it, how long does it take you to put a mashup together? Well, after I have the concept and you know, I start to work on it and start to say, yes, I can definitely do this one. Um, yeah, it depends. I mean, sometimes I I go over and over and over again, making small changes, you know, and it, I mean, it's several hours, I would say maybe around 20 hours, somewhere around there. Wow. And, you know, a lot of that time is just listening to it over and over. I mean, I feel like I listen to them a hundred times before I'm like really satisfied. And there's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird process because you, you think that the more you do something, the better you get at it and the easier it gets but I don't feel like that's the case. You know, I, I feel like it's, it's, a, it's difficult. It's, you know, I've been doing them almost four years and it's, it's still really tough. And I, you know, I, I feel like I, I have one and like I'm finished with it, but then I'm like, no, I have to change this. I have to make this subtle change here and there. And I, you know, I've done a thing where I like, I have it ready to go on my channel. Like it's already uploaded, but I have it set to private. So I'm not going to share it yet. And then I listened to it a few times. I was like, no, this still isn't right. I have to take it down. I have to fix it. I have to, <laughs> I, have to I mean, it's just like um, a perfectionist with it, I guess. And it's just, you know, and it, it's it's tough. But, it, I mean, that takes some time. And then there's the, the video part of it, too. Once the audio is done, oh, yeah. I make the video. And that's, that's a separate process. And, and that can take a long time. That can take several hours. Um, but it's, you know, I enjoy doing it. So it's, although it's work, it doesn't really feel like work but you know that right. one that you're talking about the sweating robins that was like i don't know if i should do this one. <laughs> this is just really goofy and like i i wanted to do it with um in fact somebody suggested well why don't you try um you know i think a jailhouse jailhouse rock by elvis i think it was that one to go along with the sweating bullet song like that instrumental from megadeth right like well let me try that and i was like what was yeah I didn't have a, a clean, isolated vocal track. So I'm like, I, I can't really do it anyway. And it's, you know, even so, it, you know, it might not have worked entirely. And I'm like, well, what else can I do here? And I was thinking, well, there's the, you know, Rock and Robin, which I had that concept a while ago. I don't know why I never did it, but the, to do that with the Dave Mustaine vocals, and I'm like, <laughs> it's the two songs are really similar. The way the form of the song goes, they're they're really similar, which sound especially during the, I mean during the verses they they <laughs> it's why they work so well and it's just, now, it's such a you know i got to ask such a you, highlight it, of his voice while you're doing while you're doing these things do you get as much of a kick out of it as we do watching it like some of these things are so like off left field that it makes us laugh so hard <laughs> like are yeah, you laughing while you're putting this together there are times when I just I'm absolutely cracking up, you know. And the one thing that I was I was I laughed really hard at. In fact, it was the one that you just played the the um, Van Wonder, and it was the part, you know, during that uh, that bridge in the middle, where you know Dave's going on, "Hey man, that suit is you," and there's Stevie Wonder <laughs> in his suit, 
dancing as <laughs> as David <laughs> saying all that stuff. And I put in those like those vocal responses that I got from uh, from Sir Duke, a different Stevie Wonder song, but where he's going like yeah yeah, like you know like he like he's responding <laughs> to what Dave is, is saying. It's like Dave is taunting him, you know. And <laughs> Stevie's got this big smile on his face. I was yeah when I put the video part, I was like crying. I was laughing so hard. I, so <laughs> and that happens every once in a while. It wouldn't be me if I didn't ask you. Uh, are you working on something currently and? Can we expect something soon? Well, I, you know, I have one that I just did that I, I completed, but it's not, it wasn't really for my channel, for my YouTube channel. It was for this, uh, it's a compilation album that there's, there's another guy, somebody I'm, I'm friends with on Facebook who um, put together, years ago, he did this thing called Rock Wars, where it's just a bunch of mashup artists will contribute to it. And, um, do, you know, do something rock themed, which, you know, all of mine are really. And right. he asked if I would do one and I did. And so like, it's supposed to be a, a, an original that one that I haven't posted anywhere, you know, an exclusive for that album. And so I just finished that a couple of days ago. Um, and it might make it to my channel. I don't know. I mean, I want to wait until after they, they put out that album. Um, but it's, uh, it's quiet riot. I'll say that there's Quiet Riot involved, and there's um, there's Free, a band Free. Oh yeah. And uh, there's a little bit of Van Halen in it too, so I can I can say that. So it so that might make it to my channel. I haven't made a video for that yet. It's just the audio. Um, so possibly, and you know, I'm still I'm, I'm I'm looking for other things now. In fact, I spent some time this morning just going through and. I try not to spend too much time on any one idea, meaning like if I have right. an instrumental that I really like, trying to, to look for all these different vocals that will work. Cause you can drive yourself crazy finding things that are like close but don't quite work and, and stuff like that. You know, I've been wanting to do something with um, with KISS. I've, I don't think I've ever done any KISS instrumentals, at least. I've done some stuff with their vocals. Um, duh. I was made for loving you. That one, that oh, did, yeah. you know, which is like their their most pop kind of, at least around that time. There's like <laughs> more of a a dance or disco song almost. I want to do something with that. I just, I think there's got to be something I could put with it that would just that would be funny as hell. So I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> trying some stuff with that. I don't, you know, I mean possibly, but so I mean I'm always looking, always looking for combos and. Once I find something, I'll start working. And usually within about a week, I can finish it once I start working it out and, and everything. So, you know, but before too long, I try not to let too much time go between whenever I upload to YouTube and whenever I put the next one out. Man. So uh, one thing I wanted to touch base on, you had mentioned it earlier, uh, your Patreon account. How do people go about, like, subscribing to that, finding that? They can if if they want to just look. Well, I mean, a couple different things you could do because I I advertise it on my my YouTube channel, which my YouTube channel is just my name, just Bill McClintock. Um, and so you could do it that way, or if if uh, anyone anybody would want to go onto Patreon and just search directly on there, it would just be under McClintock Mashups. And then what I do on there because I I don't want it to be a kind of thing where I'm just like asking for a handout. Basically, I want it to be something right. that I'm, you know, I, I'm putting material on there that that you don't see anywhere else you know it's so it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff i have several 
I don't know, maybe five or six behind the scenes for for mashups that I've done, both the audio and the, the video. And then, like I said, mashups that didn't make the cut. And um, and sometimes I'll just put some stuff on that, I'm, that I've started working on and you know, just to get people's opinions on it, whether they like it or not, and if it's worth continuing and and that kind of thing. So, you know, just behind the scenes. And and um, and a lot of people are really into that, and they, they want to see because they're, they're curious, you know, as you are, like how I put the, the things together, how I get ideas and why right. the, the two songs work together. So I, I go into all of that, all the, the music theory stuff behind it and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, now with the mashup, it's really, a, uh, it's really a labor of love for you with the mashups. Are you getting a little bit of something back on the Patreon? I, I would hope. Yeah, I am. And that's, that's the only way that, that I would ever make anything really. Cause like I said, YouTube's not going <laughs> to give me anything. I can't, you know, I can't do anything just from YouTube directly, but yeah. So there are people who are signing up who are, who are, you know, and it's a monthly thing. Like you, you, you pledge, uh, you know, the amount that, you know, I, I, it's like three bucks, you know, you give me three bucks. Some people will do more than that, you know, depending on what they're comfortable with. And, um, which is great, you know, just to see that there's, there's people who like it enough, not just to subscribe to the channel, but to also support me. So, I mean, that's, that's been fantastic. And that's, I've had it for, I don't think even a couple months yet, you know, a little over a month I've, I've had that page. So, you know, and it's, and it's still growing. There's more people, more people signing up for it and everything. So it's got I me mean, I want to put more time into that as, as much as possible. And, you know, Absolutely. actually get something and back for anything, it, you know, so. <laughs> if you could, I mean, share it to the rock and roll union page and, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of us on here that would absolutely subscribe to what you do. There's so many people. It, it was funny when I mentioned that you were coming up on the show. There were so many people that reached out and, oh, yeah, we love Bill. And, and like, I, I sent you a message a couple weeks ago. It's it, it's kind of like a staple of family time in my household. Like, Saturday nights we watch Bill, Bill McClintock mashups, and it, it's just part of the <laughs> night awesome. that it kicks it off. <laughs> That is awesome. That's so cool to hear. But uh, the the other thing I wanted to ask you is um, as far as, you know, one of the funniest things that I get a kick out of as far as your videos are concerned is reading the comments that are, oh, that are with your videos. <laughs> and it's funny because some people are like, oh, my God, Bill McClintock's God. He knows what he's doing. And this, and. <laughs> What that got me thinking about was, you know, I, I forget what video it was that I saw the comments for, but they were talking about doing playlists of all your music or doing something along those lines. Did you ever think about maybe doing like a DJ event where you just played all mashups? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I've never done that kind of thing before, but it, it would be it would be awesome. It would be really cool. You know, just to see what people would think of it. And I, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing. And, and part of why I got into doing the mashups in the first place is because I don't have to be in front of people, you know? <laughs> it's just, right. <laughs> I, do, I work on them just at my leisure, just at, in my house, you know, and it's not a performance, but it's still, it acquires some kind of music, musical aptitude, some kind of talent to be able to do it. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and to, be able to, sh to be able to share that with people and still have an audience, but not have to actually be on a stage to be in front. And that's just something that's really appealing to me because I, you know, 
I never wanted to do that kind. Of, I never wanted to be in a band, be honest. And I've done that a handful of times, and I just, it's just not me. It's just not my thing, you know. But but to do that and to still have that audience is a is a really cool thing. Um, so yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I, but as far as doing a, a DJ thing. That would put me up in front of people. <laughs> and like, I think, like, what if people think this is stupid? What if I'm like trying to promote this? And they're like, oh, what, what the hell is this? You know, I don't know. I just, I've never really seriously considered doing it. <laughs> well, I got to say, dude, from, from the, the amount of viewers that you have and the subscribers that you have and the people that follow you on a constant basis like I do, I don't think that it would be a waste of a uh, thought to maybe get into something like that. I think you'd do very successful at that. Yeah, maybe it's worth thinking about then. I don't know. So it, it just boggles my mind. Like when the new Bill McClintock video hits, it's each video is like a couple hundred thousand views and it, it's great, man. I'm very happy to see that you're able to do that. That's cool, and it's yeah, it's it's something that I, I never thought would really happen to at least to where it is now. I mean, I can remember when I first had my my channel. Within the first few months, um, you know, some of the videos had less than a hundred views. I think the most that I had was was like three thousand, you know, on one of the, the videos, which was just a ton. And now, like on the one that I, that I put out the most recently, the Iron Maiden and, and Doors, that hit you know because i keep checking like as soon as i upload i want to see how many views how many views but that you know was a, a thousand views in under eight minutes of you know <laughs> uploading it so you know there's a lot of people as soon as they get the notification like they want to check it out they want to wow. hear it which is just such a cool thing i, I never really thought that would happen so i mean that's yeah we really actually cool. played that one before you came on this evening and i i for you to throw two of my favorite bands together at one point, it, it was just great to hear. Nice. Well, that's me playing guitar on that too. The those, you know, that for the uh, for the door song, the, um, the awesome. original guitar that was in that. It just didn't like. It's not the right type of guitar, you know. It's not the right kind of guitar sound to really to match with Iron Maiden. So I just I re-recorded it myself. Just that all those those fills. And it just, you know, because it, it, it had to fit. I had to have the right guitar sound and, and play it. And I've, it's very rare that I do that, but I'm like, I really want this one to happen. So I'm just going to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, my last question for you, Bill, before I let you go, and it's it, just because I'm such a fan of yours and I know a lot of other people that are listening that are, um, do you, do you get tired of doing these or like, do you see an end to this or are you just really excited to keep going on to the next one? I don't see an end to it. Not anytime soon. Um, there's times where it can be really frustrating. I mean, absolutely. Because, you know, you have, cause I can go for a while. Like I'll spend a lot of time trying to find a combination that, that I like and that works. And I, it can be a really frustrating thing when it's like, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. Like, I just don't want to do it. Like, I just want to just, just sit and just watch TV or something and not have to think about it. And there's that, that part of it where it's like, well, now I have people supporting me on Patreon. Like, I kind of have to do something now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I not that it feels like work, because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like work, but there's, there's just a little more pressure there, you know, where I feel like I, I have to deliver and... And uh, 
And there's there's a lot of anxiety that goes with it too. As I'm finishing I'm one sure. up, and I'm like, okay, is this is this perfect? Is this as good as I can possibly get it before I upload it to YouTube and and people start watching it? And oh, there's a, there's definitely anxiety that goes <laughs> every time. And I'm sure a lot of that anxiety is. is is you on you. Uh, a lot of us would would probably miss some of the small things that you seem to pick up on yourself. I think that's true, and it's I'm I'm probably my own toughest critic, you know, and 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 like I said, I, I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to them, and just these you know tiny little flaws that I can't deal with, and <laughs> and sometimes just you know get frustrated where it's like I just can't fix this. I can't if I have if I fix it, it changes something too much to where you know the integrity of one of the songs is lost. I'm just you know, I don't want to do it, but it it probably wouldn't matter to. 95 even 99 percent of people it would just they'd be they wouldn't even notice it but yeah. <laughs> you know and i'm just kind of tough on myself but when it comes to to those kind of things yeah well bill thank you so much for being here like i said as far as the patreon account and anything that you have that's out there please please keep us up to date on the rock and roll union page i know myself and others would love to help out any way that we can so uh that's awesome thank thanks so for having me on the show man i appreciate it absolutely so I'm I'm hoping as as other songs come out that uh, well we'll get you back on the show talking about some of the new upcoming stuff that you have. Great, that sounds awesome. Thank you. So, Bill, thank you so much, brother. You have a great rest of your weekend. All right. Hey, you too. You take care. Thanks a lot, bro. Have All a good right. night. Bye. Bye. There he was, man, Bill McClintock. I'm telling you, if you haven't heard the stuff. Other than what I played for you this evening, there are so many videos out there for you to listen to. Make sure you go out, you check them out. Bill McClintock is a great guy, teacher, man, elementary school teacher. How, how You're helping out him by becoming part of that Patreon account. Don't go anywhere, guys. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Mark Knight of Mark Knight and the Unsung Heroes and Bang Tango. And... Uh, uh, I'll let you guys know now we're more going to be touching base on the new album, Days of a Dreamer. Really excited to talk to Mark. He's been here a couple times already and ready to touch base with him again. So, guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th, featuring As We Become Ghosts, and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band, Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventsbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it.
Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legon every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. It is my extreme pleasure to bring on right now my boy, Mark Knight from Mark Knight and the Unsung Heroes. Mark, you with us? Yeah, I'm with you, CT. Hey, How man, you doing, thank man? you so much for calling. It's been a, uh, a long time no talk. How you been? Uh, uh, I'm well. I'm well. I'm hanging in there, you know, as best as I can, like all of us. Yeah, I hear you. Believe Especially me, I you. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging on by a thread, man, but I'm I'm there. But uh, I wanted to ask you, now that things are starting to clear up in a couple spots of the country and uh, things are opening up a little bit, is there any any new talk on the Bang Tango front? Uh, The Bang Tango form. Uh, Yeah, I've been talking to Joe. We've been actually been discussing writing some songs. He might come out to my place and uh, and – talking about putting some songs together uh as far as that goes yeah that's where that stands uh um, awesome live gigs yeah live gigs nothing in the process uh you know we're waiting on still stuff to clear up 
Now, the the one thing that I wanted to ask, and uh, maybe it's something that you guys have never even kicked around, is maybe a possibility for a live stream. That I mean, you got you do the Pirate Cove frequent. Well, I don't want to say frequently, but you do it enough. Any any thoughts on maybe doing a Bang Tango one? Uh, no, not 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 at the moment. No, <laughs> I, you got you got guys that yeah, there's not no discussing of that. Absolutely not. Um, we haven't even talked about that. Uh, so yeah, I see a lot of bands doing that, especially the reunited bands like the you know like I saw the Bullet Boys just did one, and um, it would be cool to do just to kind of like make the fans realize we're still actually a reality. <laughs> but right, no plan for that. To be honest, no plans. No. So I, I wanted to touch on Days of a Dreamer. I, I wanted to spend most of our time discussing Days of a Dreamer. The the awesome. album seems to be doing really well sales wise, and there there seems to be a lot of support behind it. How has been? How's the release been? And how's everything looking right now? Sorry, my son passed me through. Oh, <laughs> uh, the release. We've got we're two months in now, and honestly, man, I can't believe how cool it's been, man. People have just been really latching onto this um, and digging what I put out. Um, so it's been going great to be, you know, that's the best two words I could say, going great. Um, so, yeah, people are digging it. Um, you know, people are a little surprised because it's coming out a little rocking at some points, and you know, people kind of think I'm just you know, doing this Americana trip that I do, but, um, you know, I kind of brought back some, some rocking stuff here and, uh, going great. Man, I, I gotta say the first track off the album, I, I want to pull up my notes here. Um, the, the first, the first band come, the first song coming off is, uh, Rusty Bones, man, uh, a rocker right off the bat. Uh, well, how where did that come in as far as the the songwriting process was concerned, compared to some of the other songs that were on the album, and what made you go with that as far as a intro? That's an old song off a. Uh, I wrote that back in back in a band called Worry Bees I was in, and it didn't make the record uh, Iron Spitting Horse, but always a good song. So we revisited that and brought that back, and that ended up kind of like a good rocker to start off the record. Hell yeah, dude. And, and I mean, yeah, there are some uh, really laid back stuff in there. And I'm a big fan of, of the singer songwriter style. Big, I mean, I'm a Jersey guy, so Spring Scene's at one of the top. I, I've noticed. Yeah, I do. I, you know, I, I noticed some of the stuff in your in your material, and I wasn't sure if you even were influenced by it, but it, it kind of reminded me of some of the songs had kind of a U2-ish type feel. I'm talking old school U2, like Joshua Tree That's album. And so crazy. I've heard that a bunch. Like, U2 influence. Like, uh, I, I think that's like the pop 90s influence in me, you know. Uh, and plus Bono was a huge influence. He, and U2 was inspired by like Americana rock, you know, obviously. You know, so I think maybe I've been getting – you two a lot lately on the record, which is really weird. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. And Joe, and Joe just hit me up. You know, he's like, I want to do these U two style songs. I'm like, you're not gonna believe this. My new record. <laughs> People keep calling me U two, and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah. So we're on the same page. But yeah, yeah, U two. I mean, I think that's that like 
kind of like 90s influence of pop music that I grew up on that okay. kind of came in through my Americana roots uh, acquired through just like me interpreting like modern music it comes out sounding like 90s pop like you too so I think right. that may be where it's coming from yeah I mean I, I gotta say for me I, I loved you two in the 80s I loved them up until a certain point I think uh, the Zeropa tour was as far as I went and I, I feel like your your sound is a little bit before that. Yeah, and, like early YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Joshua Tree, things along that yeah. nature. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And like, so weird. That's really weird. But I, I also wanted to ask you about Elsa. Wiser Choice and uh, why you Wise chose choice. that as the first single. And uh, I wanted to also ask you about the video behind that. So wise choice, it's not wiser, it's wise choice. I'm sorry, wise choice, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, basically the first song that I felt like I had a really bona fide, great song, you know. The song just was just a killer song, you know. I I, I thought, and then like I rocked it out and did all the stuff, and I felt like it, it, it had, it combined like the singer-songwriter trip with a little rock edge, and it all like meshed up to a, a message being like, you know, make the wise choice. Well, that's what I went with. As far as the video, my daughter did that. She's uh, she uh, she's got her own thing going. She's an indie rocker. Got her own career going. She's got a record deal. She's doing her own music. Nice. And I we were talking, and she said, "You need to do a video for your record." I'm like, ah, "I don't want to do a video. I don't think video applies to a guy my age and my band." She goes, "No." I said, all right, well, do you want to do one? And, and she said, yeah, let me do it. So I gave her the reins, and she went ahead and <clears throat> you know, styled it and just went for it. It was like day in the life of me and my house and my wife and her. And, you know, and that's where that came from. It was kind of like real, real kind of indie rock kind of vibe, you know? Right. Um, not like Joey and, hey, look at me. You know, it's, it's based about like a real life experience of my day to day. Nothing to do like with the lyric exactly it's just kind of like how we she perceived it and she directed it and that's where we went and that's how it happened and you know that video really brought a lot to my mind as far as how how you live your day-to-day life and how you know that you were you came up off of that sunset strip vibe but things are a little things have changed completely as far as when you get older and believe i'm right there with you believe yeah. me yeah and it, yeah. it's it's how how time changes and how things are different now. And as far as life is concerned for you, how how is it as far as, um, I don't know if you have a day job, I don't know if you do anything outside of music, but it, it, it made me start questioning that. And as far as how things are, is like coming off of what was the 80s vibe and rock music back in that time to what is now. Well, you know, Bang Tango disbanded in 94. And so my basically career changed after that. Right. From 94 to now, which is, you know, 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, of course, I have to make a living however I can. And so right. Absolutely. My, ta- my, my tactic was whatever I got to do to make money to play music. And 
play music to make money. So I've done everything I can be, you know, and I'm a, I'm like an artistic guy. You know, I, 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 I got into like building furniture, refinishing furniture, staining. I got into this whole like artsy construction kind of avenue where I made money so I could play my music. And that's, and that's where, that's where I went from there. And that, that kept the bills paid and gave me the ability to play music wherever I wanted because I was my own boss. So I started my own business called Nightcrafts and basically, you know, just made furniture, uh, refinished furniture, painted people's houses and built a clientele off of that, but on my own time and uh, schedule so I could do music. Now, as far as getting older and, you know, it's something that a lot of us rockers are facing as far as, life going by with music what are your thoughts like currently on like the way the music scene is con- uh, is concerned the rock scene is concerned and you might see things differently you're on the west coast as opposed to i'm on the east coast how does music look to you right now as far as rock well, a, guy, music a guy who's like 56 years old making records out of my house doing it myself <laughs> it's all about like you know i mean is you know I mean, let's get real here. The pop charts are off the fucking, you know, off the, off the, off the even, like, I, spec for me. Like, I didn't even think about that. So it's basically, it's hardcore, one fan at a time, like some of these podcasters yeah. that, uh, said to me. One fan at a time, and you're creating those one fan at a time. I'm just a cold following guy, you know. Like, you, you buy my records, I'll make music for you, and my fans keep coming around, and they get, it, it, it it's growing, slowly 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 but you know there's no especially with pandemic and all this you know we we don't we're not touring i don't have a right. fucking constant touring band that's going to go out and like sell a million records but it's like it's all changed so the way i look at it it's just another art form it's another piece of art i can put out and sell to people that love music and that right. maybe like my music and that's been building and so as it as it builds one person at a time, one fan at a time on my own, like do it yourself. Me and my wife have this record company, like, you know, just do it yourself. Um, That keeps me inspired to write more music and continue uh, satisfying uh, my fans and people want to hear my music, you know, because that's really what it comes down to. It it could be a jillion people or it could be a hundred people. As long as people like are accepting and want to hear more of your music, strive for an artist or a musician to continue to create. Yeah, man, I, I, you know, it, it's the the one thing that you said that really spoke like directly at me is I've been to shows and in modern time, I want to say modern times because it's definitely not like what it was when we were growing up, when we were coming up, and I, I've been to shows where they've had the bands come out and meet the people. I'm not talking five hundred dollar meet and greets. I'm talking about just the band's coming out and hanging out with the people. I feel it's more personal now. I feel it's more, I feel people have more of a direct link to the music. Well, they do because they of social media. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we can, we can like connect on social media and fans are, and musicians, some of them are connecting with their fans that way. Others aren't still some, some are keeping the distance because the mystique of rock and roll is like, 
you know, you don't want to get too close to your fans because then you're not going to be a fan. They're not going to be a fan to you. So, right. The mystique is kind of, you know, but I'm just one of those guys like my wife's like, you reach out too much to people. You're, you're too nice to people, but I don't give a fuck. That, this is what I do. You know, if you like my music, I'm going to talk to you, you know? So, um, I, I, I don't know. You know, it's like, it's like the athletes, like you go see a sports team you love. You know I mean? Are you going to get to hang out with the quarterback of the, your favorite football team? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Most likely not. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Most likely not. Exactly. And, you know, that's one thing that I'll say as far as, like, your Pirate Cove sessions are concerned is it it feels like you're a little bit more personable with the people. You're a little bit more on that, that line with the people where people get to know you a little bit more. And do you think May, uh, just just your opinion. Do you think that now, because people are able to connect a little bit more personally, even though the money's not involved like it used to be, has rock changed in that aspect as far as making it better to talk to people? Great question. Really good question. I think that's a, that's a really hard to answer. Uh, I mean, I think that like you know, the fans now can connect more with their heroes or their musician heroes or whatever or you know so is it good is it bad i don't i it all depends on how how the musicians take in their audience and you you know reflect that like i i'm like just super honest with people and you know i've always been that way even when we were like big bang tango rock stars you know i'd always be cool with people so now it's just like okay i'm inviting them in my house and doing these pirates sessions where you know, it's real personal, but, you know, does that work for me or against me? I feel it works for me because the fact that I'm like open arms and people love the fact that they can, you know, get in my living room with my wife and my cat and hear me play music. Yeah, that absolutely. to me is like, yeah, that, that, that is like, honestly, the best way to connect with uh, your fans who like your music. And maybe they'll even receive your music more personally and get it, you know, it's not so dis- disconnected. Right. And you, you know, with certain aspects of, of, of rock and roll is myself definitely included on this. I started getting pissed off when I started seeing like rock and roll hall of fame inductions, when I started seeing like the way the music was going and what was being uh, put over the edge But then I started thinking about it and just started thinking about what exactly rock and roll was as far as the the, the human connection, as far as being able to kind of be that bruise on the arm of music. And I feel that rock and roll lately has been more rock and roll-ish, if that makes any sense, than what we've been for a long time. Yeah, it's getting a little bit down and dirty and gritty and like real that's what it is it's like all rock and roll is an expression of music that you you project your emotions to somebody else through loud guitars or whatever whatever it is it could be edgy it could be ballads it could be cool whatever but yeah i think all those awards things you're talking about like rock and roll hall uh whatever you said the the rock and roll uh hall of fame yeah yeah, Hall of Fame, whatever. Those are all awards things where people like decide they're going to like put a band in a certain space, and you know, 
all this award show is a bunch of bullshit to me. It's like, you know, you can't, you can't judge an artist, you know, I mean, maybe people like somebody better than somebody else, or they have more success because it, you know, it's all a matter of opinion. And those are outside people controlling those award ceremonies, you know, it's like kind of bullshit, but um, no, I think, I think rock and roll has got back to like, just, Hey, this is what, you know, it, it, it's all about people, the musicians expressing themselves through music, you know, however it is. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it also speaks to the art form. It also speaks to, I mean, rock and roll growing up, it was, it was always the, uh, it was the lifeblood of the outsider, the lifeblood of those that kind of, you know, didn't fit in with normal society. And maybe by doing those awards, we kind of stepped outside of that. Yeah, it was a rebellion action from the youth, from going way back, you know, like, fuck society, fuck your parents, fuck whatever it was. That's it. You know, and then you just, like, get into the music, and it makes you feel a certain way, makes you feel that rebellion attitude, you know, and then you've got these award shows saying, this is the best rock band on the (laughs) you know, it's like, what a joke. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, really? Oh, you're going to tell me what's the best rock band? Like, you know, these guys are a bunch of corporate nerds and they're the yeah. ones judging what's the best rock band. Remember that year? When, what was that band? Jethro Tull won the best metal artist. <laughs> they, beat out, they beat out Metallica. Jethro Tull, really? Like, I mean, that, that's, that like pretty much says it all for award shows. It's yeah, joke. absolutely. <laughs> now, as far as like Days of a Dreamer and people trying to find that and people trying to purchase that, where do they go about purchasing that? And more importantly, will it ever be available on vinyl? Uh, vinyl is a good question. I keep getting that from so many people. So, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've actually had some people that want to invest in the band now and, and the record. So I might actually do a, a, a a run of some vinyl. Great stuff. I'll get that man. out. But, uh, but like all, all the music is on uh, Mark Knight and the unsung heroes.com. That's where you can get it. And you go to the store and you hit up, uh, I have four or five CDs on there and you can get un- the uh, new record. Um, Days of a dreamers on there. You can get it signed. You can get it with just whatever. Um, that's where you get it. And, um, you can also get it on iTunes. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's on Spotify. It's it's all on all those other uh, you know streaming um, platforms. So it's, all, it's out there everywhere. Absolutely. But most importantly, guys, make sure you buy the physical copy because yeah. I mean, otherwise you're only getting paid what a, a nickel. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing. So I wanted to uh end the sh- I wanted to end the uh this interview real uh real quick. Uh we played this the first time you were on the show. Wanted to talk about it a little bit more is the Hey Mama track. It's not on the current album, it's on the previous album, but uh wanted to talk about the Hey Mama track. Yeah, that that's a good stump blues rock song that uh you know it was the afterthought for Don't Kill the Cat and uh 
I started recording it and thinking, ah, oh, man, I'd like to bring another vocalist in. So I brought in Oni Logan, and he, like, sang, uh, me and him, like, did a duet. He, we spit off the verses and back and forth, and uh, uh, that that was a rock and tune. And then Danny Saber, the producer who uh, produced the Stones and U2 and Bowie and all these, I brought him the track after we recorded that song, and he offered to uh, mix it. We did a remix, and that's what you got. Hey, Mama. That's awesome. So, Mark, thank you so much for being with us tonight, man. Please post anything as far as buying the album, supporting you any way we can, man. You know, as far as Rock and Roll Union is concerned, we're right behind you 100%. Thank you, my man. MT, you're the man. Thank you, brother. You have a great rest of your evening, brother. All right, you too. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 
That was Mark Knight with Hey Mama. His album is available for purchase. Guys, make sure you check out Days of a Dreamer by Mark Knight. I want to say a big thank you to him. Also, a big thank you to Bill McClintock for calling in this evening. Guys, great show. Wanted to thank both gentlemen. And I also wanted to insist on you guys, please, 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 come hang with me the first night out of quarantine. Next Friday night, your Atlantic City, Roxy Blue, the Goons, Zenora, and Tone Crush, man. You guys are not going to want to miss that event. Really excited for that. Next Saturday, we'll be live on location at Bar 13. We'll be interviewing Roxy Blue live on air. You guys don't want to miss the show next week. Originally, I was supposed to have no show next week because of the lovely Dee's birthday. But I'm going to steal a couple minutes outside of her birthday, and we're going to go ahead and interview Roxy Blue next Friday night. Guys, I also want to say a big heartfelt thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone that's touched base with me this past week, sent their prayers, their thoughts, their good wishes for the lovely day, hopefully. And I really do believe so that she will be out by next Friday. She won't be out at the show with me, unfortunately, because she's going to have to rest for a little while outside of this. But uh Hopefully she'll be home with us and she'll be in her comfort space and everything else will be all right. So, guys, thank you so much for listening this evening. I want to wish you guys the best coming week. Make sure that you do something nice for somebody out there. And remember, when it comes time to uh, discuss COVID, the vaccine, anything else, just realize We're all going through this for the very first time. Nobody's been through this before. So nobody knows everything. So much love to you guys. Thank you so much for listening tonight. And until next time, remember, rock and roll. Have a good week, guys. (laughs) 